Welcome to Truth Well Spoken, the official podcast for McCann Health and an opportunity to connect across disciplines, companies, and countries in our mutual pursuit of endless truth-seeking. I'm your host, Matt Silver, and for episode 11, we are pulling back the curtain on the production of a bold TV spot. Leading today's discussion, our guest host is Truth Well Spoken's very own incomparable producer. Welcome to the podcast, Abby. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Abby, we gave you a shout out a couple episodes back to congratulate you on getting married, and your name is now Abby Daly, which I love. It sounds like you're a journalist who just got a big scoop. (laughs) You could say that. So congrats again, and Abby, you've been behind the scenes of this podcast since day one. So how was it being a guest host? I give you a lot of credit. A lot of time, effort, and thought goes into this, and it's not as easy as it looks. I have fantastic partners, Abby. Uh, Okay, so what can you tell us about today's topic? Okay, so on today's episode, we spoke with one of our McCann Health New Jersey teams. They recently produced a Fexi TV commercial. This was a brave undertaking combating the stigma some women have when talking about their body. In full disclosure, before we start our episode, this podcast is brought to you by Fexi's advertising agency, McCann Health. All right, let's go on in and have a listen. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. We are here to talk about a recent TV spot the McCann Health New Jersey team worked on. When I think about Welcome to My Vagina commercial, there are so many things I love about it. The celebrity appearance, the arrangement of information, and the realness about being a female on birth control. I want to welcome Deb, Marcy, Jillian, and Melinda to the podcast. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go around the table real quick and introduce ourselves and talk about your role on the commercial. Marcy, do you want to go first? Sure. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm Marcy Judges. I'm the VP Account Director at McCann Health New Jersey, and I lead all of the consumer business for Fexi. Great. Jillian, you want to go up next? Sure. Hello, everybody. It's a pleasure to be chatting with you. My name is Jillian Watkins. I'm a VP Creative Director at McCann Health New Jersey on the Fexi business, the art side, and I work uh, my partner with Melinda. So, Melinda, I'll turn it over to you. Great. Thanks. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Milovic. I'm Associate Creative Director of Copy on the creative side for all things Fexi. And I think that leaves me for last, Deb Sobelman. I'm an SVP Strategy Director and I lead strategy across all the work we do for Fexi. What an impressive group I have with me today. (laughs) Very excited. Marcy, before we start, for our listeners, what is Fexi? Um, Well, I'm glad you asked. Fexi is the first and only hormone-free prescription birth control that women have the ability to control. You use it um, in the moment um, when you're having an act of sex and um, It's just a really exciting, new, groundbreaking form of birth control for women to have access to. That is amazing. And for someone like myself who was previously on birth control, the hormones affected so much with my blood pressure and mood swings. So that's an amazing product. Jillian, so we are an all-female team. How does it feel to be working with all the females on this project? And did you notice anything different? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you're not always in the position where you could potentially be a target or, you know, are a target for a product on every single client you work on. And, you know, I think you can certainly feel the passion um, where we all felt, you know, we, we've all had personal experiences with without birth control um, and, you know, bringing that passion to this project in terms of personal experiences, friends, family, et cetera, but just being able to speak from the place of potentially being a target or being the target, having that personal experience, and just also feeling very passionate about bringing options to women, um, you know, from a team of women, uh, it definitely just ignited the fire and just, you know, added to the, just the, the passion that you see on screen from the commercial, I think. You definitely feel that passion from this commercial, and it's really practicing what you preach. Um, and I think that message came across great. Melinda, why, how and why do you think this was important for the brand? Oh, geez. It was super important for the brand. First of all, we had to come through as very authentic. So we had, you know, this is a company that's all about, you know, female empowerment and, and having female have choices in their birth control. and it was important to then have the ability to say it how it had to be said. You couldn't dance around that topic. We had to be, you know, right out there and and put out the word vagina for that matter and, and really talk from the heart. Yeah. And a lot of clients aren't willing to do that. A lot of clients say they want to do that, but they rarely end up doing that. Um, this client definitely is one of the braver ones, I would have to say. Oh, definitely. <laughs> But that's what they stand for. So they had to they had to come through with that, you know. Yeah, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a matter of you want to stand for something, you got to be it too. You can't just say it. You got to live it and breathe it. And uh, we were, you know, fortunate to, to have everybody on board with that and saying we, you know, yes, you know, we might get some pushback or we this might, but that's kind of the point, right? Is this this shouldn't be a big deal, and it is. So we have to be the ones to be able to to say it. If we can't, then, you know, who will? In a way, creating this was actually a microcosm of what's going on in society, right? The fact that our team started out maybe even nervous to use the real words around all of these things. And, you know, when, when you're discussing with networks, whether or not we can say vagina on TV, that's a microcosm of what's going on in society. Knowing that this was a bold message, how did this idea manifest and what was the approach? I, I'm happy to start strategically maybe and then turn it over to Jillian. Um, you know, from a strategic perspective, this was a client who right from the outset, right from when we pitched this business, said they wanted to do something bold. And we held them to that and they held us to that. And I think it was about more than saying we need to be bold. And from a strategic perspective, it was about more than writing bold on the brief. It was about talking to real women, understanding how far we could push the envelope and why it was important to do so. And then writing a strategy that actually was bold, as opposed to a strategy that says it should be bold, if that makes sense. So maybe Jillian could talk about how that then translated. 
Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it starts with strategy. So you jumped right in there, Deb. But um, yeah, no, we had we had a really strong, insightful strategy, as Deb said. That that didn't just say be bold. You know, I think a lot of times you go to a creative and it's like, well, we want to be this, and it's like, okay, but what is what's the message that just is that? Um, and so we had a really great start in terms of just the insight and what we were springboarding against. Um, and we knew we were using a celebrity, and so we had the tone there. Um, and the kind of those ingredients then to just say, we really need to do something breakthrough with this to stand out, to get this really important product out there um, because we just so believed in women having options, having hormone-free options and doing something that spoke to the times and stood out. So, you know, we just went through our, our creative process and started with just big idea thinking um, you know, not just not starting with scripts and getting mired in the details just yet, but just thinking high level, um, you know, what is the idea that we want to hang our hats on? What's this North Star that everything is going to then fall fall from? Um, and we worked collaboratively with the clients across that process, at, you know, at stages where we aligned on a big idea, then we aligned on a campaign approach and then a script and so on and so forth. Um, but just setting setting the stage right from the start, right from the brief and just keeping our eye on what we really wanted to do here creatively and sticking to our guns and not kind of backing down. And I think, you know, amazingly, what's on screen is very, very close to, if not, you know, to what we originally presented. Um, and it was just kind of one of those ideas where we landed on it. We felt this was just inevitable. Um, what I mean by that, when I, an inevitable idea to me are always my favorite, which is it couldn't be any other thing but that. It's almost, they're very hard to arrive at, but when you do, it's its kind of one of those, aha, I can't imagine it being anything other than this. It has to be this. Um, and that was, that was this idea for us, for sure. Yeah, and I want to just follow up on something Jillian said, which is interesting that it was the the final execution of it is so close to some of the original writings of it. And it's not a situation that is typically what happens in what we do where it gets watered down after time. It actually got stronger and stronger and even a little more out there, you know, so it was a, a very different um, end result than what we typically get. We interrupt our episode for a quick reminder that this podcast is brought to you by Fexi's advertising agency, McCann Health. Now back to the conversation. You, man you mentioned the executing part. Can you talk a bit about that because I can't imagine that's an easy task uh, developing vagina references is kind of a change of pace of your day-to-day -day. Mm -hmm. um, so sir can you elaborate a little bit more on that sure yes well you know um, it's, it's one thing to kind of come up with the idea and then you've got to find those right partners that help you bring it to life and help you carry out that vision um, and so we found that in our executive producer we worked with and the director and his production company that we brought in, um, their art department, just, you know, hours and out people that felt equally as passionate um, and was just kind of in lockstep with us and hours and tons and tons of mood boards and swipes and in detail conversations about the exact shades of pink. And if we went too red, what would it mean? And if we went too pale, what would it mean? Um, so, so lots of hours dissecting, dissecting different things, but it just kind of came down to, we wanted a certain quality level of sophistication and, you know, partnering with the right directors and editors and production company 
to help carry out that vision is imperative. And I just, you know, feel really strongly that everybody, you know, we brought to the table and came on board with this project, knew what we were doing uh, and, and wanted to be part of that and get that mission out there and message out there. And it just was a really collaborative um, process and one that, you know, even even our celebrity, you know, have to have to get approved through them and they have things to say. And so it was, um, you know, definitely was a process. But again, we bring, you know, the right people in on the project and it just sung from the very beginning. Was there anything specific the commercial did to help break down the stigma of this topic? And kind of you mentioned messaging. So how did you mold the messaging to help alleviate the stigma? Um, I think, well, just the opening line, welcome to my vagina is bold and starting to bring a word to the surface that's not often said and makes people uncomfortable, honestly. But we we knew we had to do it. And so did the client. And, and we stood behind that. It's almost like going back to like the whole female team. Like, you know, you what you stand for, how you have your experiences and you just have to come right out and, and say it. Yeah. I also think this is, you know, maybe the only maybe the first birth control commercial that talks about sex or alludes to sex and talks about it in a fun manner and something that should be enjoyed and enjoyable and not to steal one of Deb's words in one of her strategy documents a buzzkill all the time you know and not seen as just like medicine and like just so medical and procedural and you go to your doctor and it's an uncomfortable horrible conversation and you don't want to be on it and it's just such a downer so I think you know, part of it was, hey, you've got control of your body and, you know, and sex and it's a birth control. And yes, and then and that relates to sex, which should be fun and enjoyable and on your terms. And so should your birth control. And so I just think the kind of whole approach to the category was different. You know, when you look at other birth control ads, we weren't just trying to sell a prescription drug. We were trying to talk to women about their bodies and their sex life, really. Which I, think I think the product itself, just to jump on that for a second, I think the product itself made that easier and was a stepping stone to that way of thinking because compared to other birth control products, Fexi's used in the moment, right? It's not a pill you take in the morning. So in a way, it would be doing even more of a disservice to talk about this product, you know, in an ad or in a campaign in a grocery store, right? Or in like a field of flowers as sometimes is done. So we were, we're, we have a product that's used in the moment. We needed to show that in a creative way and talk about it in that setting. And obviously we went very literal on the setting, but that's related to the product as well as the brand. Yeah, Deb, you mentioned something interesting, which kind of, I'm glad you mentioned. We talked about how this commercial is different than your standard pharmaceutical commercials. But how did we kind of get our customer insights? Was there anything unique that we did for this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we approached this more like a traditional DTC product than we did a traditional pharma product, and that was very intentional. And that was true from the very start and informed the way we went about collecting insights. And we knew that the key to the success for this campaign was going to be speaking to women in an authentic way because you can say vagina and you can even set your your commercial there and your campaign there 
But if you're not doing it in an authentic way, it's almost worse than not doing it at all. So we knew that from the start and we hosted some girls nights in, we called them. We did it virtually. Um, obviously this was mid pandemic and we invited real women in their pajamas, you know, bring a cocktail if you want, join us, you know, in, in a team's call. And we talked to them about their lives and about not only sex and birth control, but relationships and what they talk about with their friends and how they think about their body. And we started there. We made sure we were utilizing these insights from real women such that we could bring it to life in an authentic way. And we went back to them, the same women, different women, numerous times, just making sure that we weren't just bringing forth our own experiences as women, though that was certainly helpful, but that we were really being true to the way women talk about these topics because we wanted this campaign to be a part of their lexicon and a part of their world, their cultural world, not just their pharmaceutical world. And that's where it really all starts, because like you guys mentioned earlier, just even saying the word vagina and being comfortable about having control of your body and talking about everything is really what you guys are trying to come off. Yeah, and, you know, I think it's important to note, like, we just also wanted it to be fun, <laughs> you know, and funny and enjoyable and not like we are talking about a serious topic that needs to be brought to light, that needs to be normalized, that needs to be not you know so uncomfortable but also in a tone that's like just kind of enjoyable and fun and funny and delightful and moments like you know the hedge trimming over there by the entrance and you know i don't know it it, it brings a you can deliver a, ma a serious message in a serious manner um or you can do it in a really fun entertaining light-hearted way and i uh i think you know the approach we took also kind of uh contributed to the to the success of it in my opinion i think it did too uh i couldn't agree with that more and especially having a celebrity part of the tv spot what is celebrity marketing and was having a celebrity be the spokesperson always part of the strategy yeah she was uh, the celebrity was part of the brief so we knew we were going to be working with a celebrity um it you know, it has it has certainly its ups and certainly its downs as as always, but it, it's always a great challenge to kind of work with a celebrity. They always have a, a tone and a brand that they want to um, stay on, rightfully so. Obviously, they have an image and a brand to protect. Um, and so they have approval on things like reviewing scripts and even wardrobe and sets and, you know, everything that we went through, we needed to bring that person in along for the ride, um, making sure that they felt that it was part of them and aligned with what they wanted to do. Um, so, again, it's just kind of another piece to the puzzle that we had to work within. But, you know, I do think knowing we were working with a, somebody that aired on the comedic side uh, also, again, lent into that tone where we knew we needed to have fun with this for sure. Um, and, you know, it's always a it's always a pleasure to kind of add that add that challenge to the mix and, and work with somebody, um, you know, a celebrity in that capacity. And they all they all uh, always bring their own kind of flair um, to the project. I would just add, too, that um, I think in this instance, it was a good partnership. I mean, we worked well with the celebrity and um, 
you know, as Jillian said, there was kind of a give and take. So balancing their intentions and their goals with the brands is is always um, a bit of a dance. So I think this is a good example of where it worked really well. Um, and, you know, we weren't just making a commercial with them. This is a full 360 campaign across digital, social and TV. So, you know, there were a lot of components that needed to be, you know, discussed, aligned to, agreed upon and work through um, within a very short amount of time. So uh, it, it takes a lot of, of time and discussion um, and really thoughtful um, approaches to make sure that that all works right and kind of still honors the integrity of the brand. Yeah, but I think they chose a right, the right partner, um, you know, who had a lot of passion for everything we were doing. And so, as Marcy said, it really um, it was a great partnership. In addition to working with a celebrity, though, I think as we were developing the brand, we also had to think about, OK, yes, there's a bigger campaign, including the celebrity. There's a bigger campaign, you know, not including the celebrity, but there's also the life cycle of this brand. And so from the very beginning, talking to women and thinking about what this brand could really be and could stand for, we had to think about it through the lens of making sure it was going to work in the celebrity context that we knew we were in, which we felt fortunate to be in, but also outside of that and living on beyond that. So it was kind of a challenge of boldness and branding sort of on two fronts. We interrupt our episode for a quick reminder that this podcast is brought to you by Fexi's advertising agency, McCann Health. Now back to the conversation. I have to give you guys a lot of credit. You guys, I didn't realize all this went into producing this. You guys have put so much heart and thought and strategy into this. Um, but that's just not, the fun just starts there. Planning and executing is not easy. Uh, Marcy, being kind of next to the client you were on set a lot what was what was it like um it, it was great i i actually attended virtually um, some of the team was there in person um you know it, it was intense it was a busy couple of days it's there's a lot of pre-work that goes into it we had a, a limited amount of time with the celebrity and as i mentioned before we were shooting a commercial a testimonial Behind the scenes, we needed assets to use across digital and social, um, including photography. So there was a great amount of content. We had a limited amount of time to capture. So um, it, it takes, uh, as Jillian mentioned before, a really strong team that we worked very diligently to pick the right people from the right production company to the right director, um, you know, and, and all of the other partners included to make sure that um, you know, it's planned down to the minute and we can approach that. So, you know, it, it went really well. I mean, there's always a few hiccups um, through the process just because you can't plan for everything. But I'd say all in all, it went very well. It was a busy couple of days um, with a great amount of content. But, you know, we worked really hard to choose the right people um, who agreed and aligned with the vision um, of the team and who could bring it to life um, in the right way, and I think we're we're really proud um, and excited about the final product that came to to life from it. Yeah, and I think you know a key part of this was just being very collaborative with our clients. Um, you know, where there was no surprises on set. We just we had so much to pack in, and you do have a more limited time with celebrity than you do say with um, just a, you know SAG actor or something. So we did not have a minute to spare. 
Um, obviously, you know, things happen, you adjust, but we really just needed to be as buttoned up as we possibly could be. And that meant just making sure we could be as prepared and just kind of aligned as possible. Um, and so it was a lot of work kind of the weeks leading up and to the shoot. And so that when we got to that pre-production meeting, when, you know, when, you know, some of us were in LA, um, we were really aligned uh, as to what we were going to capture and to try and make those shoot days as smooth sailing as, as possible. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, surprisingly, it, it did go very, very well. Um, and we can, we kind of kept the pace and we were able to shoot and accommodate and capture everything on our very long list of deliverables to capture. So I think it just kind of showed and like Marcy said, the right people and also a very collaborative approach with our clients and with the whole, the whole team really. Yeah, and just to echo what Jillian said, I think the the big key that helped us achieve that within the short amount of time we had was literally planning every step and discussing it with them. There were no real surprises at the moment, which um, is tough to plan for. But, um, you know, we, we worked through a lot, you know, in detail beforehand to, to be prepared. That was like 10 p.m. text message chains with our client on there. Like real, it was definitely, it was a lot, but it really did pay off because um, the shoot was very enjoyable, I have to say. It was it was a fun one. The set was exactly how we envisioned it. The, the set design was perfect. Yeah, it was very sad. You know, you, sh you shoot there, you're there for three days. You spent like however many months, you know, envisioning this, planning this, building this. And then it's like, that's a wrap and they just tear it all down. <laughs> yeah, all that fabric. <laughs> Devastating. It's so surreal to see your ideas come to life. But now you have a beautiful commercial that you can reflect back on and say, yes. I, I made this happen and I'm helping. So I know that the commercial is available to be viewed on Fexi's website and YouTube. Is there anywhere else that folks who may have not seen it can view it? YouTube and, and the website are probably the best places to see it at the moment. Um, we were on air on linear TV for a month or so. It's also streaming um, through the end of the year. You can see it in places like Hulu and other um, streaming properties. So if you happen to to see it on there, um, we'd love everybody's thoughts and feedback on it. Well, you already know my thoughts. I love it. Um, it's just so real. Deb, has working on this project had an impact on how you dress this topic with other women? Meaning in my personal life? Mm -hmm. Um, It certainly brought the conversation to the forefront um, in, in a great way. You know, I, I think this is a topic that many women, maybe all women, but certainly many women discuss with friends already. And I think this is yet another way to introduce it into the conversation. And while certainly it's probably coming up, you know, in, in my personal life frequently because people know, you know, that I was involved in it, I think and hope that at many girls' nights, this does bring it up in an authentic way and can help women talk to their friends about it, make a choice that's right for them, and understand that there are options beyond hormones. Because I think while many women are looking for that, not every woman knows that this is now an option. And, you know, I, I think that is really where the passion that you hear from all of us comes from, because 
this can potentially be a game changer for women. And the more that they're talking to each other and of course talking to their doctors about this, the quicker it can have a positive impact in their own lives. Yeah, I think something for me that is just kind of in a personal way is kind of brought to the forefront um, and mostly just on the reaction from some people and feedback and networks around the word vaginas. Like I've got three children, two of which have vaginas. And it's kind of like, I'm going to, you know, we use the word vagina and they know that they have a vagina and they can say that word and not, you know, there's no kind of euphemism around that. It's just a body part like their elbow or like their foot or like their hand. And so that's kind of been an interesting personal kind of brought to my consciousness in terms of even raising, you know, two, two of my three children. So I think for a lot of us, we've had these kind of parenting moments. Um, I have two boys and sometimes they'll run in after school and I'm on a sexy call for work. And, you know, even a year ago, I was shooing them out of the room, not only because they were a little bit annoying, but also because <laughs> of, you know, the, the words that were coming up on the phone. And I think it's definitely made me question, well, there's no reason why they can't hear that. You know, obviously some of the other banter on the call, I don't really need them to hear, but there's no reason why they can't hear that word. You know, and, and I think that it's made all of us think about that and talk about it as parents and as women. And hopefully it can have that impact for people beyond our team. Yeah, I would echo that as well. I mean, I'm a mother of a three-year-old girl and I think it's it, it, we've we've had so many conversations as a team about how as women and mothers we want to, you know, I think it's opened our eyes to increase, you know, our language and our conversation just in personal situations. And I think that's been really exciting. Yes, like Deb, our, our children have all kind of um, wandered in during calls and heard more than they bargained for, we imagine. <laughs> but, um, you get really comfortable talking about a lot of personal things on this business, especially um, most of us have been on this for a while. So um, our conversations are atypical to most uh, accounts. But, um, you know, I think it's been a really cool experience personally to realize how important that is um, and what an impact it can have with your friends, with your family, with your children. So um, that's been, I think, an added bonus that we've all, you know, kind of gained from this regardless of where we are and kind of those personal journeys. I love that. Uh, let's end the episode on a fun note. Are there any behind the scene funny moments that you guys can share? I would say the mystery around the turtle <laughs> is most, <laughs> why is he there? What is he doing? Riding the Roomba? Riding the Roomba. Yeah, the yep. turtle, the turtle, there were two turtles. Yep. Um, one of them's name was Formula One. I'm forgetting what the other one is. Uh, NASCAR. NASCAR and Formula One. That's right. We needed a backup turtle in case our number one turtle didn't, didn't perform, on. though he did. They were in rehearsals leading to the week up to the uh, to the shoot there. And he, they, you know, I don't remember who we had. Formula One, maybe, but he did his part. But yes, garnered a lot of attention. And then a lot of attention in the commercial, too. Um, Kind of surprisingly, it's just a little fun button there. But let's see, any behind more this? than one person has suggested a spin off just with the turtle, which I'm not sure what at all that would entail. <laughs> but right. there have been a few comments uh, suggesting that Roomba might be reaching out to this turtle for some uh, <laughs> talent, right? Advertising. 
Yes, we should say though that all animals were ethically treated and appropriate <laughs> standards were followed. <laughs> so just very good. <laughs> yes, we had all the proper humane, you know, as you do when you have any animal on set, you have to have all the right people there making sure you're treating treating them humanely and they've got the right setups and stuff. So no turtles were harmed in the making of this commercial. <laughs> yes, none at all. They were treated wonderfully. Um, but yeah, honestly, I mean, you know, just the kind of normal, we had a comedian on set. And so, but we, there was just, we were set on a, such a tight ship. There's no like really crazy things that happened that derailed us. This, the, the, electrolyze, the electric scooter that is ridden on at the end of the spot got a lot of attention too. Everybody was trying it out, clients, et cetera. I was a bit too scared uh, for fear of seriously injuring myself. Um, and it was a, it was definitely you know there was COVID protocols and stuff so we were we were seated you know certain number of feet apart and you know there was people everywhere making sure people wearing their masks on properly and stuff so yeah I mean there wasn't I'm trying to think if there was like some funny crazy moment I don't think so we were we were too on schedule. <laughs> there for one mission leading up to that though like despite the fact that we were all virtual you know for everything leading up to the shoot i do feel like the team definitely bonded and had our fair share of of kind of fun and and bonding moments even in a virtual setting so that definitely just speaks to the energy that we all had and the fact that we all just really liked each other as a team working on this which sounds trite but it's important yeah it's been a true labor of love i think we're all um I think I speak for everybody like super proud of this. I mean, maybe even more than other, you know, things in our um, personal experiences, but um, it's been a really amazing opportunity to work with such a wonderful, strong, smart team, um, you know, great client partners and to really get to make work that can make a difference. And, and frankly, it's been very successful for the brand to date. So, um, you know, it's been kind of full circle and, you know, something we're all very proud of. This was definitely an inspiring conversation. I want to thank you all for the terrific discussion today. You really are all inspiring women. Thank you so much. Thanks for chatting thank with us. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it. That's all we've got for today. You can subscribe to Truth Well Spoken on your podcast network of choice and let us know what you'd like to hear on a future episode by emailing podcast at mccannhealth.com. My fellow podcast producers are Abby Daly, Andy Fontana, and Cassidy Cardone. Until next time, I'm Matt Silver, and this has been Truth Well Spoken. Truth Well Spoken.